I want to share with you tonight a reflection from Catherine of Siena. It was written in approximately 1026, so quite a while ago now. In her reflection on what took place on that Good Friday, she uses some beautiful analogies or images of God's abundant love. She starts by reminding us of the fact that we have been created out of God's love, that God loved us in the creation and created us for his love. She talks about the generosity of God to come into the pouch of humanity. I love that image, the pouch of humanity, a person. For we know that we cannot contain God, and so God came into a little space, a pouch of humanity. And yet, she reflects, that as time went on, And the sinfulness of humankind, the justice of God, had to be satisfied. For God is merciful and just, and cannot deny the very characteristics of himself. And so what, she says, what do you do but give us yourself to satisfy yourself? For we cannot pay for the magnitude of our own sins. So I want to read to you her words. If I consider your own great counsel, eternal trinity, I see that in your light you saw the dignity and nobility of the human race. So just as love compelled you to draw us out of yourself, so that same love compelled you to buy us back when we were lost. In fact, you showed that you loved us before we existed when you chose to draw us out of yourself only for love. But you have shown us greater love still by giving us yourself, shutting yourself up today in the pouch of humanity. And what more could you have given us than to give your very self? So you can truly ask us, what should I or could I have done for you that I have not done? I see then that whatever your wisdom saw in that great counsel of yours, as best for our salvation, is what your mercy willed and what your power has today accomplished. So in that counsel, your power, your wisdom, and your mercy agreed to our salvation, O eternal Trinity. In that counsel, your great mercy chose to be merciful to your creature, and you, O eternal Trinity, chose to fulfill your truth in us by giving us eternal life. For this you had created us, that we might share and be glad in you. But your justice disagreed with us, protesting in the great council that just, which lasts forever, is just as much your hallmark as is mercy. Therefore, since your justice leaves no evil unpunished, nor any good unrewarded, we could not be saved because we could not make satisfaction to you for our sin. So what do you do? What way did your eternal, unfathomable wisdom find to fulfill your truth and be merciful and to satisfy your justice as well? What remedy did you give us? Oh, see what a fitting remedy. You arranged to give us the word, your only begotten son. He would take on the clay of our flesh, which had offended you so, that when he suffered in that humanity, your justice would be satisfied 
not by humanity's power, but by the power of divinity united with that humanity. And so your truth was fulfilled, and both justice and mercy were satisfied. Catherine reminds us that God cannot deny his justice or his mercy. And in Jesus' death on the cross, we see his demonstration of both qualities. How gracious and loving of God, for we can't account for all the sins that we've committed. Consider the litany of Ash Wednesday. I invite you to get the prayer book out and turn to this page. The litany of Ash Wednesday, which starts on page 267. Consider this litany of our sins, that we've not loved God with our whole heart and mind and strength or our neighbors as ourselves, that we've been deaf to call, that God's call to serve and haven't been true, that we've grieved the Holy Spirit, that we've been unfaithful, we've committed pride and hypocrisy and had impatience with our lives, that we've been self-indulgent and exploited other people, that we've been angry at our own frustration and envious of those more fortunate than ourselves. We've loved intemperately. We've loved worldly goods and comforts, and we've had dishonesty in our daily life and work. We've neglected prayer and worship, and we've failed to commend the faith that is in us. These are the sins we've committed, and we cannot make satisfaction for them. Furthermore, We've ignored the injustices of the world, those things which grieve the heart of God because God is just. We've ignored them either because they weren't right in front of us or they didn't interrupt our day, or we ignored their interruption, or we pretended they didn't exist because we couldn't see them. God, being fully aware of them, and us, wanting to care for the world as God does, wanting to prioritize the things that God prioritizes, we find that we fall short. Even in our best efforts to attend to the needs of others, to attempt to address the wrongs of this world, even with those, we still fall short. And so we call on the mercy of God. I found a psalm it's a um, revisit of Psalm 139, which talks about God knowing us from before we even knew ourselves. And this particular person, Dr. Fred Bassett, plays with this psalm a little bit. Starting the psalm out as it is written in Psalm 139, but then he takes a turn with it, and I want to share it with you now. O Lord, you have searched me and know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away and are acquainted with all my ways. That matches the start of Psalm 139. But then he goes on to write, If I have raised my hand against the orphan or caused the eye of the widow to fail, be gracious to me, O Lord, and forgive all my sins. If I have seen anyone perish for lack of clothing or a poor person without covering, be gracious to me, Lord, and forgive all my sins. If I have rejoiced at the ruin of those who hate me, 
or exulted when evil overtook them? Be gracious to me, Lord, and forgive all my sins. If I have walked with falsehood, or my foot has hurried to deceit, be gracious to me, O Lord, and forgive all my sins. If my step has turned aside from the way, or my heart has followed after my eye, be gracious to me, O Lord, and forgive all my sins. Answer me, O God of my right, hear my prayer, and deliver me from all my transgressions, for my hope is in you. My friends, the Lord does have mercy. We couldn't survive the justice of God. So God allows himself to take on our sins so that we might live. That is the goodness of Good Friday, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son.